Ari just opened the door and she's got this devilish face on. Uh-oh. What's up? I gotta record, Ari. Hi, kiddo. I know. I gotta record right now. Can you go find your mommy? I think she needs help with something. <laughs> Pretty sure she needs help with something. She wants you to watch TV with her. All right. <laughs> I totally Luckily, get it. I've got a helpful. <laughs> I've got a Minecraft appointment after this, so I, I totally understand. <laughs> oh man, are you playing with them, or do they want to play on the computer? Oh no, no, no. They they're playing right now on the PlayStation Four, and they want me to play with them. I was like, ah, I gotta do ah, something, but I promise I will play later. They're like, so they're like on, clamoring Dad, for me. Minecraft. <laughs> Dude, it's yeah, so hard though, because like. Huh? They like to play. They like to play in creative mode because they like to just build whatever they want and have everything like ready to go. But like, Same. The, it, I, I kind of <laughs> like that. I kind of like that for like I don't know 10, 15 minutes, and then I just like I get bored and I kind of want to have like some sort of challenge because there's like nothing can hurt you, nothing can attack you. Like, I don't know. It's just I didn't expect to get as yeah, bored as no, I did. This this has always been a difference between us i've i've remembered because and i specifically remember uh in well i mean i think in general in sports games i'm the type of person who sets it to rookie level on madden and like sets all the ai down so i can just crush the other team because i for me I'll, I'll just play and watch and just laugh and and you know it's it's uh the the utter domination and then futility on the other side is hilarious to me but um <laughs> I remember we were we were playing. I think it was Tony Hawk's Underground or Tony Hawk's Underground Two, and there was like a final thing where you had to do this like course or you had to go through this thing, and you're like, I'm gonna do it all, but I'm going to do it while manualing in between, so it's a single combo. And I'm, <laughs> and I think you took like a day doing it. It was amazing, but I was like, I can't. I don't have that drive. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have been like, eh. Let's bronze metal this, and we'll call it a day. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's a pitfall. I, I find myself I mean, in a few good. times. Like, it's yeah, but I just end up chasing that dragon, right? Like, oh, I can, I can nail this. I can do it just perfectly if I keep going. And then I just end up like sinking hours and hours into something I probably should have just put down, like I don't know, two, three hours ago. Oh, but then you get the feeling of satisfaction at the end. Yeah, and now, now I don't have as much time. So what I try to do is I try to find like a happy medium to where like I'm still. Oh. Like, with my uh, character in the show, like, I want to still dominate, and I want to have, like, ungodly numbers, but I still want to feel like I earned it a little bit. Because if I play on rookie, it's just, like, push yeah. X, hit, home run, you know? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, then you're hitting, like, 660 with, you know, 87 home runs in 40 games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No I remember, was it? I think we were playing MVP, we had that season going, and we hit so many home runs that it started going oh, yeah. negative. It went negative, that was nuts. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, I think it was after, like, 150 home runs, or some ridiculous number. It was. I think like, it, was it was 255, because I think it was the way they coded it into the game. They were like, nobody's going to oh, hit more yeah. than this, so they just, the way they coded it, no it was one. like a... No one could yeah. possibly do that. <laughs> it's the same as like with Madden, where once you hit two hundred, it was two fifty five or two fifty six. It's like the magic number, and like it would just yeah. stop counting your score. Yeah. yeah, they're like, no, you scored enough. You don't get extra points. I think the stats would still accrue, but like you wouldn't get points. That's hilarious. Oh no, wait. I think your passing yards would still cap out at like a thousand thirty two or some some weird number like that. Like you just, it didn't matter how much more you threw. I could be misremembering that. That might be completely wrong, and I just think that's right. 
Good times. All right, well, let's just we'll we'll just let that be the lead in and, and we'll start the show here and we'll just add in some intro music. Sounds good to me. back to another episode of dad's talking dads uh it this uh this is finally an episode where we've got both hosts back together i am johnny and with me as always is joel joel how is it going it's going very well i'm super excited to finally be recording together again this feels great it feels right uh i felt kind of lost man so good exactly <laughs> I, I felt i felt a little bit lost recording on my own i don't know about you but uh oh man like i felt like it was uh there, there was a little bit of magic that just wasn't there when we were when we worked together so uh yeah. super excited it, to be doing like, the pod together it's, again it's like a uh, spoiler alert for harry potter if you haven't if you haven't read it which i mean that's your own fault at this point <laughs> um which is what i tell my wife all the time it's it's you know she, she got like two wait certain points wait to stop, but, wait uh, stop the you show know, your wife has not read harry potter i know I know. What? I know. I listen. I didn't. I didn't plan on marrying someone who had never read Harry Potter, but this is just how life works. Okay. No, it's your mission, man. You gotta get it. You gotta get her to read it. You, you, I know. You do, yeah. See, no, I that, do this that, with, that is. I do this with James and Luke. I, I read it to him uh, right before bed. Sometimes, but we started. We started Sorcerer's Stone. I think we finished it once, and then we started it again. Uh, but yeah, if you just like read it to Arya, she gets older and she's ready for a story like that. And then like by osmosis, Danny will get the Harry Potter experience. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and, and Keegan's actually been reading them on, uh, Kindle with like the, he'll do like the audiobook and he'll read along with it. Um, and I think he's on like the second one right now, or at least he was, um, I don't know if he's still doing it right now, but yeah, that'd be good too. Yeah. I, I should totally, I, I think she. I think it was like the probably the fifth book that she that she just like no 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 I think it was actually the seventh book she got all the way up to the seventh and then they were in the forest of Dean and she was just like I've had enough of this I can't which is even crazier because I'm like that's the last book just like you just power through that shit and like just get to the end <laughs> so that you can say you got to the end but she just I, I, I get it I get it that was a pretty boring part of the book I mean yeah like when you reread it, I I got it like at the midnight release because I'm one of those people, um, and just like gobble it up. Nerd. Yeah, if you reread it, it's. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you if you reread it, that it does get a little gets a little lengthy, but I mean it's yeah, I like, feel like the last opus, you know. Right. Yeah, I feel like uh, J.K. Rowling was sort of like once she had gotten through like Goblet of Fire and then uh, was Order of the Phoenix was after that. Um, yeah, I, I feel like she was just making the books longer to make them longer, kind of. I don't know. Maybe, so, like She's the like seventh book, adult books now, and adults read 600, 600 page books. Yeah, and I, I kind of get it because, like, if if it's your last book of the series, it can't be shorter than the sixth book, right? Then that's that's no good. So, yeah, I feel like that might have contributed to a little bit of the filler feel in, in the uh, in the last book. And then they took the movies and split it into two, which is just all the rage now because you want to get that extra, you know box office revenue so that was even worse in my opinion but that's a whole other conversation 
I've yeah, and 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 we'll get to that conversation one day, and you'll hear my thoughts on it. But it involves Netflix and or someone else picking it up and making it into like every year is a season. Um, but we'll get to that. That point sounds later. pretty cool. Actually, I'm sure we'll have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'm sad I gave it away already, but uh, but yeah, I, I think it would be better. And and yeah, there there's a lot going on there. I think we might just have a side episode about that one day. Um, <laughs> Hold the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, there's actually um, there's a couple good Harry Potter podcasts that are that are out right now. There's one uh, called Potterless where this guy who's I think he's like 25. So he's a little younger than us, but uh, but you know, uh, had never really read Harry Potter before, and so he's reading them for the first time. And had, he knows like cert- he's like knows Snape kills Dumbledore and like certain things. He knows there's something called Horcruxes, and like you know, so he's like knows certain things. But it's kind of funny. He'll like go through it, and then he'll kind of uh, review chapters with like someone else that he brings on, and he'll make predictions. And some of them are just so like off, but you get why he got to that conclusion, and it's, it's really funny. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Recommending other podcasts on our own podcasts for free. We're, 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 we're good people. Uh, anyway, back to, I, I guess we should talk about the Padres at some point. Oh, yeah, we are a Padres podcast. I, right? I forgot about that. I got a hard out today because we're doing, we're doing family pictures. It's going to be adorable. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it, we're finally back. Oh, yeah, that's, that's that was kind of how we got a topic, I think, is um, we're finally back to both of us being on the podcast this week. Uh, within the last couple weeks, the Padres play has, as we both thought it would, it's come back to earth a bit. Uh, Padres are now 12 games under 500 at 36 and 48. 12 games back of the D-backs, uh, who are 47 and 35, and according to Fangraphs, have a 0% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, so I think we can officially say we're sellers, Joel. Uh, yeah, I have to agree with that assessment. Uh, the, uh, I mean, there was a lot of uh, hype on uh, some of the internet uh, forums. Some of the Padres, I think it was Padres subreddit is what we've been frequenting. And yeah. There was a, a whole lot of buzz we about, we've won five straight series. And I, I mentioned this when I did my solo pod. I think you kind of touched on the same point when you did your solo pod. We just kind of have to pump the brakes a little bit. And um, yeah, it, it turns out that... Uh, we're as streaky teams often do. We follow up winning streaks with losing streaks, and um, yeah, I would say just kind of sit back and enjoy the mediocre baseball because that's probably the best path forward, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and you know, if you uh, if you don't live in San Diego like myself and you watch the Padres with the MLB TV app, uh, maybe it's time to get uh, MILB TV, the, the, the minor league baseball TV uh, uh, little add-on that you can get. I'm sure it's on a good discount. And then watch some of our minor leaguers. I know that's kind of how sometimes I'll stay excited, like in, you know, July and August when it's like the young kids haven't called, been called up yet because the rosters haven't expanded uh, and the team that's up is probably a, some injured version of the team that we started with and you know so uh yeah if you're if you're getting a little uh out on the season maybe watch some of those minor leaguers dominate like a uh, chris paddock or uh, uh i think mackenzie gore is throwing again so watch the future today yeah. tatis <laughs> jr is supposed to be red hot right or at least last i heard yeah he's always red hot in my eyes um <laughs> but <laughs> he's a smoldering hunk of man uh yeah no yeah he 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 did I he, if I remember correctly it was like a rough April started heating it up in May and 
and uh, and June's been June's been pretty solid as well. Uh, speaking of the future, uh, the kind of actually going, we're going to go back to the future, Joel. Looking back <laughs> at the Major League Baseball draft that happened a few weeks ago, which involved Whoa, way back in time, our future plans. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, Padres selected Ryan Weathers, if you remember, number seven overall. Uh, and as of right now, he is one of, uh, how many is it left? Uh, but there's, there's a handful of first-round picks that are still unsigned, and uh, Weathers is one of those first-round picks. Uh, he, he was uh, thinking of you know, potentially going to Vanderbilt, I believe he had a commitment there originally, and so he's uh, in the midst of deciding, and I believe we'll need to make the decision on Monday, if I was reading that correctly. Uh, I'm a bit uneasy, but uh, what, what do you think of all of this, Joel? Well, I mean, it'd be the most San Diego sports thing ever for Weathers to not sign and go to college and then come back out later and go to a different team through another draft and just like set the world on fire. Um, in my opinion, I think this is, unless it's a bluff to try to uh, hold out for more money from the Padres, I really don't understand the logic behind the decision. Um, I understand that college is a very valuable thing. Your education is incredibly important. But, I mean, you're looking at like $4 million if you sign with the Padres at the spot that you were drafted, right? It's not like he was picked in the mid-rounds, late rounds, where, you know, you're looking at a really long road forward. You're still getting a pretty significant signing bonus in, like, regular human being money, you know, a couple hundred thousand. But um, at that point, yeah, maybe you're making a decision, you know, to go back into college to work on your skills a little more, maybe get a higher position in the draft, and, of course, work on yourself, get your education, all that good stuff. But, I mean, you ought to be able to make it for the rest of your life on $4 million. I mean, invest some of it, you know, set some of it aside for right now, and then just kind of let the money grow, and then you're set for life. And then if baseball doesn't work, you can go to school whenever you want. Um, so in my opinion, I, I feel like it, this either has to be some sort of holdout-type situation where he wants the Padres to pony up more dollars, or um, he just needs to kind of think this through a little bit more and maybe reorganize his priorities, in my opinion. Um, but this is probably the hardest decision he's going to have in his life, just judging from, you know, it's a big decision for anybody. But on top of this, he's, what, an 18-year-old kid. So, I mean, I wouldn't know what to do with the decision for $4 million uh, versus going to college at 18. So it's hard to imagine the kind yeah, of position he's I, in right I, now. I, uh, I would be – I would probably take the $4 million. The <laughs> – Oh, sorry, bud. I, I'm sorry. I thought you were done, and instead it just cut out on you for a second, and then you came back in, so I think I talked over you a little bit. Oh, uh, sorry. We'll figure it out. I was done. Oh, okay. Um, the one thing that, and I was kind of thinking about this a little while ago, the one thing that I do have to take into account with him that I think is probably more unique, that is not as many draft picks uh, this isn't really as much of a factor for them as his dad played as well. So I feel like, and obviously, you know, uh, relievers in the 90s and early 2000s weren't making, uh, you know, bank the way that they do now where they're signing, you know, 10 million a year deals. Um, but I've, I'm assuming money isn't as, you know, not that it, like, you know, money's not a problem for them. I'm assuming, right? Um, just based on being, you know, having a parent who was a baseball player and, and you know was was paid more than the average Joe, 
Um, so I wonder if that five million isn't as big to him, basically, as it would be to you or I. I, I don't know, obviously. I was looking, though, I was reading some quotes. Uh, there was actually a USA Today article on it. I, I feel like he's going to sign with us based on this quote, but I'll, I'll give the quote first and kind of why I think so. Uh, so he says, It's going to be a tough decision come Monday because one way, I'm turning down Vanderbilt and all the relationships I've made with them, but I will be getting to play my dream sport professionally. On the flip side of that is turning down pro ball and going to play for Coach Corbin. I feel like I'll make the right decision with the help of my mom and dad. I wonder if he's just, like, a nice kid saving face and, like, not trying to, I don't know, like, not, you know, not that he would seem like a dick if he was like, ah, sorry, Vanderbilt, I'm going to go play for the Padres, but, you know, it seems like it's like, oh, on one hand, I get to play my dream sport, but I would, you know, I, I might let down some people who I had made a commitment to that I might go play, even though they knew that I was going to be probably a top 10 draft pick. Uh, on the other hand, I could play for this swell college coach, and hopefully I'll get this opportunity again to get drafted in the top ten someday, assuming that I don't get hurt. Uh, <laughs> right. So it's like, uh, uh, so I am uneasy that he didn't sign yet. Um, but based off that, I, I, I do think I, I think he will. So we'll have to see. Um, I, I should be able to hopefully push out this episode tomorrow. So assuming that you listen to this on Sunday. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it next week. One thing I did want to point out, though, Joel. Yeah. You know who has already signed Uh-oh. with their major league team? Uh-oh. It wouldn't happen to be it's an excellent nickname. named Matthew Liberatore, <laughs> the goddamn liberator. Uh. He signed. Not only has he signed, he signed back on June 12th. It is the 30th today. He signed, by the way, okay, let me reopen the tab for Ryan Weathers. <laughs> His signing bonus, $5.226 million. That's Weathers' bonus? That's Weathers. Libra okay. Tori signed with the Rays. Granted, he dropped down to 16 for $3.5 million. Ah... Darn it. And he said he was super excited about signing. He was getting the chills when he was signing his contract. It's something every kid dreams of. He's so fucking stoked to be on the Tampa Rays. <laughs> like the Tampa Bay Rays. And yet we've got Ryan Weathers who's like, I don't know, maybe I want to go to Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that hurts. Uh, all right, man. That's... anyway. <laughs> This well, gonna, I got a couple this more is thoughts bite on Weathers. Us in the ass, I swear. Uh, dude, that's that's rough. I mean, Preller, why aren't you listening to us, man? We we obviously know what we're doing oh. here. You should have signed the Liberator. <laughs> man. No, but uh, I, I think I'm a little bit more cynical <laughs> on what I think Weathers is trying to do here. Um, you, you mentioned that his dad is a big league ball player. I feel like that just lends more credence to the argument that. Um, and I agree that I think the way he's phrasing it to the media makes it sound like he's kind of a kid trying to do right by the college that he made a verbal commitment to. Um, and, you know, it's like, hey, Vanderbilt, I'd love to play with you guys and, you know, kind of exit gracefully, I suppose, and go into pro ball. But with that other angle of having uh, a family legacy in, in Major League Ball, I think uh, he probably knows a thing or two about working uh, working out a contract and negotiating 
uh, on behalf of yourself and making yourself the best, uh, putting yourself in the best position possible financially. So I feel like he could still be kind of working that angle as far as uh, trying to work in a little bit more of a signing bonus for where he was drafted. Um, uh, the other, the other thing is perhaps he's kind of pulling an Eli Manning. Maybe he does want to go back into college because he doesn't want to be on the Padres. Uh, I, I mean, it's, the future looks pretty bright to us, but you know, an 18 year old kid might not be as uh, stoked about going to a team like the Padres as you know uh, somebody who's been paying attention like like we have or like you, our audience, have been to. Uh, to the development of the farm and how we're, you know, we've got what seven or eight players that are in the top 100 prospects right now. That might not mean as much to a kid who's, you know, 18 years old and, you know, he's ready to make an impact now. <sighs> that just depressed me. <laughs> <laughs> Did I make too much sense there? I was like, what if he doesn't? You know what? I mean, a part of me is like, you know, well, fuck him if he doesn't want to. <laughs> and and I don't think that's the case. Hopefully, he's not pulling an Eli Manning. Um, and especially, I mean, shit, if you, if you look at, if you're an intelligent person who looks at this organization and the depth that we have, you have got to realize that we're, I mean, we just, assuming that we don't sell all of these people off, you know, that we don't have a repeat of the 2015 season, which we have no reason to believe that we would do that. Um, everyone has, you know, front office wise has basically been on board with this rebuild, um, for the most part, at least. Uh, you know, there are enough talented players that they will come up and they will make an impact. And, you know, um, you know, assuming, assuming this growth continues, which there's no reason to believe that it won't. Um, yeah, I, I hope he's not pulling an Eli Manning. That would really bum me the hell out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, I, I mean, we've had too many, uh, heartbreaks here in San Diego to handle something like that again. I but, know. Um, I know. Yeah, so I feel like the most likely scenario is he's probably trying to get a little bit more money on the front end. That's that's the yeah. the most realistic scenario in my mind. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Hopefully, he just you know sucks it up and signs. Uh, you know, if he's good enough, he'll make a lot more money down the line. So, yeah, uh, cool, cool. All right, well, that uh, I think that just about uh, covers our quick little news section this week um we were kind of going a little shorter uh, uh shorter show this week uh plus the news has mostly just been padres padres lost tonight padres also lost tonight padres <laughs> lost tonight as well padres almost won the night but then they lost uh so and and guys getting optioned up and down who aren't big names yet so we're it's it's kind of a lull in the news season right now which is perfectly fine um, but we can look ahead, uh, in just about a month, uh, the All-Star Game is going on, and is it in D.C. this year? Oh, uh, I think so. You're Hang probably on, right. let me see. I believe so, right? Oh, not the NBA All-Star Game. Google, oh, what, come on, Google. <laughs> Why would I want the the N the NBA All Star Game yeah okay it is in DC I just remember seeing all the logos and I'm like that looks like the Washington DC like little cityscape or whatever but it is it is in Washington DC this season and considering that we're a team 12 games under 500 with mostly uninspiring players as of late it is a high likelihood that we'll probably only have one token All Star Game nominee. 
Uh, yeah, so my idea for, for this segment was uh, I was thinking we could go over uh, who we would like to be in the All-Star oh, game. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I think the assumption, of course, is that there's only going to be one because, I mean, just the way this team is played and the way All-Star voting works and all that, um, I think that's kind of a foregone conclusion. But I was thinking we would go over and pick one player who we think, if it was up to me or you, um, who would be the Padres All-Star uh, representative and then who we think is most likely to be the Padres uh, all-star representative and I think we might have the same answer for that question so that's why I wanted to kind of add that extra little wrinkle to it um, ah. so yeah I'll start us it's off kind of uh, what does our heart want and what does our head want exactly yes yeah I like that that's that's pretty graceful okay um so <laughs> the player I think should make the uh the all-star game as much as and as much as I love Christian Villanueva he's he's kind of a streaky guy too um, I mean, he's got 16 home runs, but the bulk of those were in the earlier part of the season. Um, I think it's got to be Eric Hosmer, if I could pick anybody. Um, you know, his home run totals aren't as exciting as some other players, especially at first base. Um, but he's been that consistent high performer. I mean, he's got a WRC plus of 117 right now. Um, he's hitting up there in the high 270s, 277, uh, slugging 440. Um, got a few steals in there as well so uh and just the presence that he has on this team uh i feel like that's who i would want out of this roster to be uh the all-star candidate especially because we've seen you know just relief pitcher after relief pitcher um go as the padres represent we had will myers because the all-star game was in san diego so that was kind of like an extra little bonus um as far as padres all-star game representation um but yeah i feel like it would be hosmer uh, I don't think that's actually going to happen, though, and I feel like that's kind of sad because, I mean, we know Eric Hosmer made the decision to come to San Diego, and I'm sure he understood um, what that meant in terms of, you know, how the team was going to perform for the first few years of his tenure here. Um, but I don't think it's too far-fetched to, to be saying to Eric Hosmer, hey, if you're going to sign with the Padres, 2016 is your only All-Star appearance. You're probably not going to be an All-Star again. Is, and, uh, this is supposed to be a happy segment, but I feel like I'm bringing everybody down again. But, <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's kind of true. Do you disagree? Uh, no, I mean, I, I get it. Yeah, and he had to know, you know, what he was in for. And, I mean, to be fair, playing in Kansas City and playing in San Diego, I think, are fairly similar. Just the weather's a hell of a lot better in San Diego. Uh, you're in small markets, you're generally overlooked by national media, you're almost always counted out, you've generally been a losing team for the last 20 or so years. Uh, so I, I feel like even though he had a change of scenery, it's still a similar kind of team to what he was on before, which I think maybe was what, I think that was maybe why he was ended up choosing between us and the Royals. I mean, we are kind of similar, I just think we're in a lot better place than the Royals are going to be for the next 5 to 10 years. Um, so, but, but yeah, it is a, it is a bummer because he is a quality player and he's been my favorite player on offense, uh, to, to watch and, and honestly more so when he is on defense, that's my favorite time to watch him because it's, it's just, it flows a lot better when he's out there. It really does in the infield. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's who I would like to be there. Um, but you know, unless the Padres are making that World Series charge in the next couple of years, like we hope they will, I don't think he's going to sniff an All Star game again for years, um, which is a bummer. So moving on to who I think will be the token Padres All Star candidate uh, representative, whatever you want to call it, uh, I believe it's going to be Brad Hand. 
Um, he's, you know, he's the closer. He's uh, he's already eclipsed his saves total from last season. Um, he's pitching at a great clip as far as Ks per nine. I think it's 13 and a half Ks per nine at the moment. Um, and he's the typical kind of relief pitcher Padre that we see year in and year out that goes in. Maybe they get an inning if the you know manager feels like throwing him out there, but nobody's going to, outside of San Diego, nobody's going to pitch a fit if he doesn't make it into the game. So I, I feel like the natural choice is going to be Brad Hand. Um, yeah, another kind of kind of good, kind of sad. Uh, because, I mean, Brad Hand's been having a great year, but it's I feel like it's just going to follow the same formula we've seen um, from the past few All-Star games, and I'm not even sure we'd see Brad Hand um, as good as he's been. That is a good one as far as... Because you know, he is the most well-known name, and he is uh, a trade target for a lot of... You know, for a lot of teams, they're going to be looking at him. I, I think it would almost kind of be nice then to make him an all-star because even though it's effectively meaningless on his actual value or his performance on the field, it's just a shiny little token that we can add on and say, look, he's an all-star this year. Don't you want this all-star lefty? Like, he's going to help you in your in your playoff run. And I think it's just something nice that you can kind of add on, you know, two-time all-star that you can add on. It was is, Would this be a second or third? I think it's. I think it would be a second, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it, it makes sense why Brad Hand would be the guy. I mean, he is the most well-known one, so yeah, it does make sense. That is that is the head pick. That's smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll hand it over uh, to you. I want to see what your picks are. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so the person, and and I'm surprised because I thought we were going to have the same people on who we would like to make it. Uh, the person who I would like to make it is, uh, your boy, Adam Simber, uh, who's, who's been my favorite, uh, pitcher to watch this season, just cause, you know, again, he's got that goofy windup and, uh, and he doesn't throw it very hard, but he strikes everyone out, um, and generally does a, a good job of keeping the ball in the yard and, uh, you know, it, he's, he's, He's been pretty dang good this season, save for a, you know a bad outing here and there. Um, just to kind of go over some of his numbers. So he's he's pitched 40 innings. It, it's actually he's got interesting numbers because he's got a 3.38 ERA, but a 1.76 FIP and a 2.5 xFIP. Um, so I think that's definitely a bit of, a, of an inflated ERA. He's got a 3.49 BABIP, uh, which again pretty pretty high as well. Uh, so I think he's even better than his his uh you know initial numbers like era uh you know obviously I, I think that era you could probably cut about a full run off of it and that would be his you know how he's actually been pitching on average um at 28 k percentage which is pretty dang solid four percent walk percentage uh so he uh and and only 67 percent left on base which is pretty mediocre actually um which i think is is kind of where that higher era comes from but uh, I've, yeah, I've definitely enjoyed watching Simber. He's come out in quite a few ball games, um, and it would just be fun to have a guy with a funky windup representing the Padres in the in the, uh, in the All Star game. Uh, the guy who I think will make it, though, weirdly, is not Brad Hand. Um, so the guy I think will make it has a an ERA under one, which is why I think he'll make it. Um, and that's Kirby Yates, uh, 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 Brad Hand's bat. Wait, no, battery mate is is pitcher and catcher right right okay just kidding not his battery mate what's bullpen hand mate <laughs> i don't know <laughs> hand maiden bullpen 
It's his. It's it. This is my name is Kirby Yates, and this is the Handmaid's Tale. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, Yates has pitched 33 innings, uh, even better K percentage, 31% K percentage. Uh, but 0.82 ERA is where I think he will he will get that bump. Um, a, a 2.15 FIP, uh, 2.84 X FIP. So he's he's. He, Maybe hasn't been exactly 0.82, but he's been damn good this season. Um, he's been he's been really solid. Uh, 237 BABIP uh, and a 94% left on base, which I think is where that insanely low ERA comes from. Uh, but he's he's been crushing it this season. Uh, I think he's probably the heir apparent when Brad Hand gets uh, traded to to close, um, unless they unless they trade Yates as well. Uh, but I think he's another guy who's got who's got some good value, and I think you know maybe if uh, if Han doesn't make it and Yates does make it, maybe Yates gains some gains some trade value just getting his his name out there a bit. So uh, yeah, it, it, like you were saying, it's a lot of bullpen arms that we usually have, and I kind of went that way here as well. I did look. I will say, if I'd have gone with an offensive player, I would have gone with Hosmer um, because he's been just he's been the most consistent. Uh, although Villanueva, I think, would be fun in the home run derby, uh, just to you know, just to, to watch him crush some. Uh, but yeah, Hosmer would have been mine. I think. Oh, man, if Spangenberg could get his average up, he would he would be half decent. He's I mean, six home runs and five stolen bases through you know just a just a few months of play is is pretty good. Um, but he's he's hitting two thirty two, which is great. So. Yeah, that's that's yeah, kind of yeah. tough. I wouldn't see Spangenberg as it an All Star candidate at all. Um, no, that, no, no. He'd have to be hitting like three hundred with like six and five for me to consider him. Dude, I'd love to see Villanueva in the All Star game though. Could you imagine? Like, it, it seems like even when we have like good talent in the All Star game. Like, I remember being really frustrated with Adrian Gonzalez because he would never show up in the All Star game, or like he he was in the home run derby and he was just awful. And it just made me so sad. <laughs> oh know? yeah, I think didn't PV go once, and I think he allowed a run, probably. Yeah, yeah. So it was a big game. And, I, I, in my head, it would be great to see like Christian Villanueva out there, and he hits like a, an All Star game home run, and he gets to show off one of his excellent bat flips. I think one of the yeah, best, oh, probably man. an eighty grade bat flip. Um, sure. So that would be that would be a really entertaining thing to see. I also have an uh, speaking of eighty grade stuff, I've got an eighty grade dad pun for your. Um, your Adam Simber oh, choice. I'm excited. So, <laughs> picture this. Adam Simber becomes an all-star, and that's his sort of launching point into just a stellar major league career. And the headline would read, Simberella Story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's fantastic. Oh, I'm reaching, my gosh. I'm reaching the peak of my dad that's- powers. Wait, so dude, okay, so so maybe that's his nickname as well as Cinderella. Cinderella, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, like so, okay, so, so we've got uh, uh, Andy Green is Geppetto, Adam Simber, Cinderella. Geppetto slash uh, Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets. That's right. That's right. Geppetto slash Master of Puppets. Yeah, they're interchangeable. Uh, yeah, yeah. You could even call him. You could even call him Geppetto, comma Master of Puppets. <laughs> Geppetto, he I see he seemed like he could work his way with a marionette pretty well. Um. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Trying to think, what other nicknames do we have? I'm sure there are more. I don't know. 
Yeah, we had the Liberator, but uh, the we Liberator, all know that yeah. one. Oh, oh, the missile, of course. Oh, yeah, how could we forget the missile? Yeah, that was who I was like, I know there's another one. Who is it? Yeah, the missile. Well, we're keeping our streak going. I feel like we've had a nickname every podcast we've done together, so that's good. We'll just keep yeah. it going until we've got we're nicknames for everybody. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, uh, Eric Hosmer, I think, is old Haas. We don't have to call him that. We can call him something different, but I just like him being an old farmhand. I'm old Haas. <laughs> I don't know if Wrangle, we've ever done that one on the show, but I, I like that one. Wrangle up these infielders. We're going to we'll do get some drills. We'll get two for this week on nicknames. <laughs> Plus, he's the he's like the old man on the on the offense because he's a whopping twenty eight. Actually, yeah, there's some twenty eight year olds. Yeah, not many. Ah oh, man, we're we're finally getting to the point where. Uh, oh yeah, well, my uh, oh yeah, we I guess you kind of talked about it on yours because my yeah my birthday was. Uh, was last week I turned the dirty thirty, which is how I've just been calling hey. the whole year. <laughs> uh, and I'm finally at the point where I'm like, oh, I guess it's never gonna. I guess I'll never make it into the majors. It's probably too late now. <laughs> you never know. Who is that guy? I, I always uh... tried lefty reliever, but you know, never worked out. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, the guy from the rookie. No, 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 not the guy from the rookie. There was a player on uh, the Rangers that the Padres just played. And he was like 31 or something like that, and he'd just finally gotten called up last season, and he's he's holding his own. He's still up on the Major League Club. Wow. Uh, what was it? Yeah, it was a hyphenated last name. I think it was Bibbins Dirk or something like that, but I can't oh, remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that name before. Okay. So we're wow. still alive, man. We're still alive. Okay, okay, we still got it. We still got it. And then we can always be field goal kickers, too. So we've we gotten can. to our mid-40s. I think I just need to find, like, a local, like, amateur weekend beer baseball thing. I don't, you know, let's, I think we should all just start, just set your sights a lot lower, everyone. Just start setting your sights. You're going to be happier. What's more fun? Busting your ass when you're 30, trying to make it into the major leagues, or just accepting what life gave you, and just being like, I'm going to go have some fun with my friends in a weekly baseball beer league. Clearly, the beer league is going to be a lot more fun. Uh, Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um. Although one one downside though in a beer league, if the bench is clear, I think you're going to be in a lot more trouble than in a bench is clearing situation in the majors. They're not just going to stand around. Oh, uh, that's true. But you know, <laughs> if if you kind of like hide, or you're going to be like, I'll be there in a second, guys. I'll get them, and then you just continue sitting in the dugout drinking beer. <laughs> You've thought of everything. Yeah, just <laughs> film it and drink beer and laugh. Um. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that's not my recommendation for the week. My recommendation for the week is not to just lower lower your uh, <laughs> lower, lower your, your expectations. To be happy. <laughs> Stop Join trying. that beer league. Join that beer league and don't be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> um, but I suppose we're about that time where we should uh, we should get into. Uh, our recommendations, even though I gave neither of us any sort of any sort of warning that I was going to go there, and we'll probably have to stop for a minute to think them up. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, let's do this now. Okay, I think I got mine. I definitely don't yet. Let's see. Hey, Danny, what should I recommend for this week? We do recommendations at the end of every show. And what? Baseball? No, just anything. Life recommendations. Oh. Yeah. Drink more water. I think I might have said that on one. Have I? I think I might have already done drink lots of water. No, I don't. I don't think you did. I don't think I have. Maybe. Oh, you know what? It was because in one episode I said everyone should buy a Nalgene, and then we were like, 
here's who our sponsor should be. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, let's see. Oh, I know what it is. All right. Got it figured out. Sweet. Okay. And then we can just start because I kind of already gave the intro. So do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh, so I recently took a trip to Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, that's why uh, Johnny did the solo podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, so my recommendation is uh, Memphis flavored. Um, I would say try some barbecue if you haven't already, um, which I can't imagine. There's too many people who haven't tried barbecue. But um, there's pretty good barbecue just about anywhere you go these days. Um Memphis, by the way, has fantastic barbecue. Uh, I know that's the uh, sort of the, uh, what's the word? They've got a reputation for having great barbecue, and uh, they definitely live up to it. So the way I, oh. for our San Diego listeners, the way I kind of correspond the two is barbecue places in Memphis are basically like taco shops in San Diego. They're everywhere. You're not going to be able to know every single one, uh, but basically you could walk up to any barbecue place in Memphis, and it's going to be great, because if they don't have great barbecue, they're going to shut down. So, um Inspired by that, go try some barbecue. Go to Phil's or they have mics out here. I don't know. One of the barbecue places. It's great. I love it. Get some barbecue. That's my recommendation. I love it. Yesterday for lunch at work, I drove down the street and I went to this place called Haps Barbecue Pit in uh, Phoenix or Tempe. I don't really know technically. I think it might technically be in Tempe. And not that it matters. Um but I had a pulled pork sandwich and it was and you know what I got it Tennessee style and it had coleslaw on it and it was damn delicious nice I don't know if that's actually what anyone does in Tennessee but that was that was what they called it so. yeah I didn't get a pulled pork sandwich delicious. so I wouldn't know either what what I took away from it was it was excellent number one and number two very affordable yes. I got a half rack of pork ribs for like 12 bucks it was fantastic I was super oh, excited oh man that's super yeah I like that yeah <laughs> Danny and I, uh, well, so my wife is from, uh, or she mostly grew up in North Carolina, and uh, so in North Carolina barbecue, it's all vinegar-based sauces, um, and I am more of a tomato-based, I don't know if it's like necessarily ketchup-based or, you know, tomato-based um, sauce person. Uh, I, I've tried vinegar-based sauces, and they're not, I don't, it's not that they're like terrible, I just definitely prefer tomato based sauces so it's always a point of contention but i think tennessee they're more it's more like a barbecue sauce right like it's like a saucy you know yeah i think that's true yeah because the place that we went they have their own that's that's what i'm down for yeah the place we went had their it was one and only barbecue um and they're they're a newer place they're kind of new on the barbecue scene in memphis but they they sell their own sauce so i feel like that's sort of the uh um the point of contention for Memphis barbecue is that it's all about their barbecue sauce. It's a very traditional, oh. what you would think of as barbecue sauce. Just a little better, I think. Um, and then, well, you know, a lot of, uh, yeah, they had some dry rub stuff too, though. You could, you could order your barbecue wet or dry. Um, and my, my grandparents, when we were out there, they had the dry rub and that looked really good too. I kind of, I, I kind of wish we had more time out there so I could just kind of sample more of the different, you know, permutations of, of different types of barbecue. But uh, again, hard to go wrong. Most places have pretty good barbecue. It's kind of like the, the pizza saying, right? Um, you know, if you're, even if it's, if, if, wow, stumbling over my words. Even if it's not that great, it's still pretty good, you know? Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's why Little Caesars has a $5 hot carry out. Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty good if you eat it within the first 10 minutes. I feel like the only way to really, truly screw up barbecue is just to burn it to a crisp. But other than that, you should be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbecue's very forgiving. I like it. I like it a lot. 
Oh man, you know what? Uh, off topic, but Southwest is doing these like cheap flights starting in September. I think you can like buy them. Oh wait, maybe the time had passed already where you could buy them. But they're doing these cheap ass flights from like September to December. So we should all go out to fly out to Tennessee for like a day and just like eat barbecue as much as we can for the entire day and then fly back. I think it's a Dude, great I'm idea. down. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then just do Texas another time. And, um, yeah, that'd, that'd be fun. All right. Uh, my recommendation this week, and it's probably too late for some of you, but hopefully not all of you, because uh, I know that primary season's kicking into full swing here. Uh, so please don't forget to register to vote or to update your registration if you've moved. Uh, and if when you do that, if you can do like the early voter ballot thing, if you don't want to take off time to go to work, uh, assuming that your state does that, which I mean, if it doesn't, that's a that's a crime. I feel like it's not because, you know, election laws are bullshit, but <laughs> uh, but it should be. Uh, so yeah, just don't forget, you know, and, and uh, just don't forget to vote and, and make sure that you're able to, as they say, make your voice heard this fall. Uh, so yeah, those are our recommendations. Joel's is much more delicious and much more fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, uh, I suppose we'll end it for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, you can reach out to us a few different ways. Uh, we technically have a Twitter. I have, I made it once. I've never logged into it since then. I really should one of these days. I just don't, I don't even have Twitter on my phone. I think I did. And then I switched phones and it's gone now. Um, but you can technically tweet at us at dads talking dads. Uh, probably a better way to get a hold of us is, uh, through email, uh, which is dads talking dads at gmail.com. Uh, you can also, uh, we have a, just a little website if you want to, like, listen to the web, listen to the episodes on your laptop or whatever, uh, which is dadstalkingdads.podbean.com. You can find us on pretty much every podcast provider that there is, other than little niche ones, because I didn't go and submit us to those. Um, Side note, them. I know you're wrapping yes. up, but uh, have you ever noticed how hard it is to find a specific podcast on Spotify? I know that was one of our last, like, Dude. major humps to get over as far as podcast availability so, i still can't find us for the most part and i've gotten emails that are like your podcast is now on spotify uh and every time i look like i will literally google dads talking dads click on podcasts and like nothing and i'm like this is weird and i don't know maybe i'm just again maybe it's just such a such a pain in the ass to find it that i don't see it but uh yeah I, do, I don't i don't know what's going on there yeah like i've tried to it find like pain, national level super popular podcasts and like they have some that are listed right like they have their spotify recommendations or whatever and you yeah. can find those but like i can't search for any like even popular podcasts. it just doesn't find them they gotta they gotta work on that work on it spotify <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they can hear us we've got such a big pulpit to, to do yell you from. hear me Oh, man. Oh, okay. So, um, sorry. Uh, my wife also said we should include more dad things on here because we're dads talking dads. She's like, you just talk about the Padres. You don't talk about being dads. <laughs> Which That's a good I point. think is untrue. We do sometimes. Um, but uh, adorable, uh, you know, adorable child thing because I like to share these every once in a while. So, uh, we were driving in the van and it was, you know, of course, it's Phoenix. So, the sun is always shining very, very brightly. Uh, and apparently the way that we were driving, Ari was in the back seat. Ari, my uh, daughter, she's in her car seat. She's in the seat behind me. 
and I was driving, and uh, the sun, I guess, was on the left side, and so it was kind of shining in, into the window. She just goes, she turns to her left, and she goes, Stop playing with me, son! Do you hear me? Stop shining in my eyes! <laughs> wow. Like, That's fantastic. Whoa. She just starts yelling at the sun, I'm not playing with you, son! Stop playing with me! <laughs> That's such a great reaction. I love that. Like, God damn it, toddlers. You guys are adorable and hilarious. Like, you're just like, this stupid son. He's trying to play with me right now, and I am not in the mood. You're too shiny. Like, get out of my eye. Don't you even play with me, son. Get out of here. Don't you play with me, son. I am not in the mood. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. So I've got got an adorable kid story today. We went out to uh, have some pizza. We went to the uh, San Diego Zoo Safari Park today. And we were eating, uh, we had some pasta, my wife and I were splitting pasta, but James and Luke had pizza, and James, he's just like, he's got such an entrepreneurial spirit, he always wants to like, if we're playing a game, he wants to make up his own rules, he always wants to be the leader, Um, so he's a very industrious little guy, so he's eating his pizza, and he says, you know, I think I want to go to Mexico and open a pizza restaurant so that they can know what pizza tastes like. (laughs) I go, James, what are you going to call your restaurant? He's like, he thought about it for a minute, and he goes... I think I'll call it Pizza Taste. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I have to I have to act like every idea is just the greatest. Oh, idea yeah. Ever. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, that's a great name for a restaurant, buddy. So be on the lookout for Pizza Taste, um, at, you know, somewhere near yeah. you if you're in Mexico. Um, at, a, at a beach city in Mexico near you. Yeah, yeah. I think he backed off of the Mexico stance before. He's like, yeah, maybe uh, I'll just open it in America. But Pizza Taste <laughs> is the name. So be, be on the lookout for Pizza Taste near you. Pizza taste. It tastes like pizza. <laughs> it's so good. I gotta tell him that. I'm gonna tell him that after we're done. <laughs> He's, you're like, what do you think about this for a uh, <laughs> for a catchphrase? <laughs> I love it. Oh man, kids are great. Uh, they just they you, you. It's like if you want to have a good time with a kid, you have to kind of act like a kid and get some of your childlike wonder back, which is my favorite part. I think of of being a dad. I'm like, oh, I get to be a kid again. I mean, not like my absolute favorite. Obviously, having the kids are great, but it is a really fun part. Absolutely, yeah. Like I don't think I ever would have. And I'm. I have to go play Minecraft with my kids. Um, yeah. Because they've been asking me all day, but you know, I don't think oh, yeah. I've ever picked up Minecraft on my own if I hadn't, you know, had kids of my own to to get into it. And it's it's a great little experience. I mean, it's it's not the most challenging game in the world, but it's it's a fun time. So, like to your point, you know, um, you kind of do things that maybe you wouldn't have done before, um, and you have a great time doing it because it kind of like wakes up that inner child, like you were saying. So, uh, right. it's the best. I love being a dad. It's um, it's yeah, obviously. People's, it's kind of a cliche to say it's so rewarding to be a parent, um, and it, it, I mean, it's it's absolutely true. There's of course there's challenges left and right, but I love it. I wouldn't trade any of it for a second. Me neither. And on that note, I'm going to end it for this week. Hopefully, we've filled your minds with knowledge and your hearts with love. <laughs> oh, that might stick around. I love it. All right. Uh, Well, that's it for this week for another episode of Dads Talking Dads. I'm Johnny. I'm Joel. And thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week.